This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. How long gone? Our final Australian dispatch coming to you once again from the 29th floor of the Four Seasons in Sydney, Australia, looking at the beautiful opera house off in the distance. The sun is out. Um, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Jason, you actually went to the opera house today. Yeah. I was busy working. Um, I was also working too. I, I, I did my, my self-tape uh, in the hotel room. I didn't think about kind of that we were surrounded by so much beauty and I could go out. I don't do self tapes anymore. Oh, oh, you had, you had Tony do it. Well, I don't audition. (laughs) Yeah. So hello. What's up? It's your boy. Them jeans here. Um, I'm in my little (laughs) breakfast nook. What? what, I guess this is more of a, a benchette. It's a bench. It's a bench. It's, it's not a wraparound. It's a reading area. It's called a three seasons. If we're keeping it, um, yeah, I'm overlooking the Sydney Opera House, which, you know, it, it 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 isn't an amazing building. It looks so small from far away, and I've only driven past it in my in my previous life. And the last time I was here, you just you drive by on the big ass bridge. It's like their Golden yeah. Gate Bridge, and you're like, that's a cool building. It looks different, and then that's about it. But when we walked over there, it's fucking huge, and it's kind of sick. The little, the little tiny mini yeah, mini yeah. one in the front yeah and there, there's like a there's a little pile it looks like a pile of dirt yeah can you see it oh yeah i can actually that's a bunch of like oyster shells that are piled up and there's a, a small like like for recycling purposes it's like an odd installation oh is that it's just shells man but are they are they like are they like treated with something no, so they're I, secure or? i don't i don't know i think they're just loose doesn't that smell I think they've been cleaned or something like that. I mean, I don't know what. I, may, I guess the wind. The, maybe the wind would blow. There's a, a giant. There's a giant, <laughs> like dumpster that collects that they put oyster shells in at Kimball House that you like walk by when you're leaving the restaurant because mm-hmm. they recycle them. I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was art. I thought it was just kind of like we sell a lot of oysters. I don't, I, I don't know the backstory. Does that dumpster full of oyster shells smell bad? No, it, it seems kind of a little foolish to wash oyster shells before you throw them away. That's true. I guess it would just smell like it would probably smell mostly like ocean. So, what did you think of the building overall? I like I li- the one thing I liked about it is the roof. When you get up close, it's it's kind of like a cool tile. That yeah. part's interesting. But the little building in the front is a restaurant, like lounge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like a like a grand piano in the middle, and there's like a cool bar overlooking all of it, and it looks like. We we were walking over there and it, it had a real it was giving if these walls could talk kind of thing mm-hmm. just imagining I don't know when when this was built seventies maybe sixties who fucking knows but like in 1989 there was probably some like cool ass you know like Fleetwood Mac played there some some sure. shit happened there was a sick ass jazz 
session the the jazz season just opened and it's the cocktail mixer and it was just like a such a cool room that's it looks like it's just been preserved in oh time. it's like that that's cool that's very cool it's all it, i mean it looks like that makes me much more interested in this building um <laughs> i didn't get a chance to walk over there but i did it's like if the entire building was a conversation pit from pinterest oh now we're talking mm -hmm. okay i'm in let's go back right now it doesn't look operational at all yeah, I think it's I think it's like a seasonal. But thing. we walked over to that United Artists Theater with the with the Calder. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. And they had it was so weird because they had movie posters from like five years ago still up. It was like a a literal abandoned like I like five years ago, thing. not like twenty five years ago, but like pre just like right before COVID. <laughs> yeah, just right before COVID. But it, I mean, five years in eternity a lifetime in this business <laughs> that was like full fast and furiouses that yeah it's a long time ago when you put it in fast and furious terms yeah i'm 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 kind of nursing a hangover i'm like tired mixed with just like have been having martinis every day yeah had we we'd had an interview uh with gq yesterday started it off with a 4 45 p.m espresso martini let me tell you what my face lit up when the charlie the guy from gq australia showed up and he looked like an australian kennedy that yeah. really made my i was like okay i feel comfortable again thank you gq knows who to send i was like to is this the australian sam hein like a little beefier but... are you a pharmaceutical rep what is going on here <laughs> look i'm not buying any medical equipment i thought you were going to talk to me about our podcast are you a pain pusher so you guys had yeah you guys had espresso martinis which seemed like a bad idea but i'm obviously not going to step in well i mean it's it's there for when you have two problems you you have sure. to get fucked up and you're tired you know yeah but just i i wonder and i'm not going to have a red bull and vadi i've i've never asked that question before and i i, I think i know the answer but does the, the interplay of vodka and espresso mm. there's no they don't there's no properties that affect the other you know what i'm saying oh i don't think so like like when uh don't don't take a Xanax and and have tequila and operate heavy machinery kind of thing. No, more no. Well, yeah. Or you mean like have like a positive side? No, I mean like does the vodka affect the caffeine or does the caffeine affect the? Oh, you know what I mean? Like could the, could be the like levels. It, has, it may have a slingshot effect. I mean, you've had Red Bull and vodka before, right? Or maybe you haven't. Funnily enough, no. You've had a you didn't you say you had a Celsius for the first time <laughs> recently? I had a Celsius. What yeah. flavor? It might look well here. Okay, hold on. I, I was beat, beat back the truck up. I was feeling it was like I was I was like I, it was a weird time. Like I had to work out in the afternoon. It was weird. It was like 2 oh, p.m. Night. So I'd already had coffee and I was like, you know what? Today's the day. <laughs> I pulled over the 7-Eleven. I, I jump out the truck. This you is know, crazy. I, I, I go inside to check out the Celsius aisle and it's like none, I'm like all of these look disgusting. You know, I'm like, oh, none of these look good to me. Don't you, you ain't got plain. Yeah. Yeah. I want I want plain sparkling but no so then i was like well i guess what i should think in my mind is that this is just an energizing gatorade and think of it that way that's versus not, yeah, thinking of it as like a soda a sugary soda yeah. drink that's so I, went, I think it was like out. an acai like berry mm -hmm. not carbonated what? and when i <laughs> when i told because i told hunter so this, it's like he, a vitamin water i told hunter this and he was like what the fuck like what's wrong with you you know I was like, he well, starts I, uncontrollably vomiting yeah, i was like well i just i don't really i don't like carbonated like flavored drinks right you know so it made sense to me but it honestly it didn't taste bad maybe the all ginger ale 
I didn't taste bad, okay. but I didn't get jacked up. Like I didn't have any veins coming out of my neck or anything. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 Per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Doesn't do that. I think you have to have three or four to really kind of I just, PR. I just... <laughs> I just thought it was supposed to be a true coffee replacement, mm. but I, I felt much less, I think, than than coffee. Okay. But so it could you, have been other body chemistry. Yeah, I mean, I've had a Celsius a couple times, and it I, I didn't feel like I just fucking mainlined a Jolt Cola or whatever. Yeah, I it. wanted it to feel like Surge. <laughs> you know, I wanted it to feel... I mm. thought I was going to be like shaking, like pre-workout style. You wanted it to be like a Panera Bread and Yuzu Lemonade? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this. I'm sure you guys saw this, but the... the the It was a chick who was like, I I, I work at Panera Bread sometimes, like, like with my computer. Work right? from home. I work from home at Panera Bread, and I get so much done. <laughs> I'm just so on top of it when I'm there. I'm the only person in the history of the world who goes to Panera Bread and feels amazing. And the, there's a yuzu lemonade, like on tap, I believe. 
bottomless. And what was the what is the what is the amount of caffeine? It's like each one was like two hundred and sixty milligrams. And she said she'll work there, you know, for an afternoon. She may have four or five (laughs) refills, and that calculates to having about twenty espressos in in a four to five hour period. That's just crazy. That's crazy to not even counting however much sugar is in there. But to not be like to to feel no negative effects of that when you're like recalling it to someone. That's the that's the I think that's what the problem is. I think that's why. Like, caffeine should have never been able to be easily synthesized like that. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's a reason why you can't just buy powdered caffeine at the store because, yeah. like, yeah. the world would burn. Yeah, that'd like, be bad. Like, caffeine has to come in coffee form yeah, it's to control be hot so people, consumption, yeah. consumption of it because, I mean, we our bodies should not have that much sugar and caffeine and then we're just, like, being normal people you know out in the society yeah i need it to i mean it shouldn't all be all good if i could cop caffeine like kratom it would be (laughs) bad you kind of i mean you can buy it like you can straight up buy it i mean you can buy you can buy like trucker speed on the gray web oh i see like actual yeah i'm sure you like from medical supply places and you would what like what would you do that mix it into something i put it in my sandwich (laughs) i just just put it on a little sugar on my pbj (laughs) <laughs> caffeine mayonnaise see we laugh <laughs> ice cream subway introduces a new sub it's a little more expensive um yeah so last night we had a we had a influencer dinner with our good friends at mecca at what's it called 10 10 william street 10 william street a really cool restaurant classic restaurant here in sydney italian spot with netty wines i would say that that is that restaurant was about as um chris as possible i really i really was feeling it yeah even with so much kind of uh fish that isn't like kind of you know there's a lot of cod going the cod was good okay the cod was quite good the pasta was good the the pretzel though oh yeah i guess the pretzel was good the pretzel was very good i guess to have an italian like a classic italian restaurant that also has an everything bagel pretzel Mm mm-hmm but then mixing with some type of whipped i don't know what that whip was it wasn't hummus no i was it a brandad they made one botarga yeah they made one for me that was like more of an avocado base Mm -hmm. and it was delicious i mean because botarga is a strong flavor for a lot of people on you like you're not you're not gonna have that at all what is it that is petrified fish roe sacks that are shaved or grated do you like that? <laughs> I actually don't really like it that much. Is it a color thing though? Too doesn't look nice. It's like an orange. Yeah, it's it has like a deep, rich amber kind of thing. But they <laughs> they take like a sack full of eggs, and it kind of looks like a small like fish fillet or something like that. And then it's smoked or cured or something, and it turns into this like a it's like like a piece of wood. Oh, and you just and so uh, you you've heard of bonito flakes? Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Okay. But the bonito flake is more of like wood shavings, and then the batarga has a little more moisture in it. So it, it you grate it like parmesan on top of your you shit. Put a little wood on top of my hummus. It's got a strong, fishy, smoky flavor that some people like. It's a little intense for me. Does it? What What does that normally top? Pasta. Oh, okay, is, is like okay, a, a okay. popular thing. Like you'd have a, like a nice, a kind of plain. It's it's like the parmigiano reggiano, a special occasion kind of 
high-end rare expensive topping to shave on top of your pasta and you go oh. Oh. it's a it's a would you say it could be a truffle alternative in certain countries maybe you know like if you get one of those like squid ink pastas yeah, sure. and then you you know a little but you're not ordering i, I know what you, i understand but no restaurants are going to offer uh a 50 dollar edition of this the way no, they would truffles no, 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 no. yeah it's just on a dish okay it's it costs, but it don't cost like that. Sure, sure. sure. But um, <laughs> but the the owner of of that restaurant, the uh, the people who put the party together told told him that I'm a bit of a foodie. Yeah, and then he was really kind of taking taking to me. You know, I saw him whispering in your ear. Mm-hmm. He was a legend. Great guy, Gio. Love v- that guy. Very cool. Very cool guy. And also just felt like um, he was really talking shit with me in this way that was like not to me i just oh, yeah, mean in yeah. general that was like really funny mm-hmm. because of his accent and just the way he was doing it like oh, with yeah. the, it was it was great he um we we sampled a lots of lots of wines and i was getting pissed and he showed me this drink at the end of the night like like if you're like having like a foodie bro dinner it always has this progression where you have like this and this and some wine and that and then you you like move from the white wine to the dark st- darker red wine you mean there's like a path that you're going down yeah and the more drunk you get the more you're kind of gooning towards completion mm. and then you know there's the amaro and there's this but then the the final boss of like foodie cunt <laughs> getting pissed is is fernet bronca sure i mean i'm familiar with that mostly from memes Yes. Um, but it tastes like mouthwash and licorice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a very strong anise kind but, of flavor. But this is also like a thing that's like I'm I'm cool, I drink this. Like a fernet and soda. Yeah, it's it's a real put put some hair on your chest kind of thing. Like it doesn't no one is enjoying drinking it that much. It serves more of a digestive purpose. <sighs> well, it's a little bit of a pain is equals pleasure kind of thing. Okay, so okay. I started having it where it's like you know, everyone's all good and drunk and we're having a nice time. And then some guy pulls out the bottle of Fernet and it's like, oh, oh <laughs> no, don't do it. And then next thing you know, line them up, boys, line them up, line up the Fernet shots. Oh, and it's a shot. I thought it was Some a people will have it a shot. Some people will have it with ice. Yeah. You know, depending on how gnarly it is. But he, he, uh, he invented or he, I guess he, he modified a version of this drink that uh fergus henderson from st john mm-hmm. our, our our restaurant in london and it's called the 11 z which is the most fergus henderson <laughs> like old british guy yeah, cocktail name amazing name it, I, I don't know i have no idea where that means or where it would come from but it sounds very british well if you are very british that means you are an alcoholic that's and true. you're often hung over most days and then at 11 a.m Oh. That is the prescribed time where one should consume this drink to help you get over. Maybe I mean to start the day, to get it going, to re- you know to repair from the night before. But it's um, it's Fernet Branca and then Fernet Mint Mint equal parts. And um, the way the way Gio does it at, at the restaurant here, it's shaken. I noticed I would saw this come out because it was had a frothy top. It was it was so sick. So yeah, like a shot of Fernet, a shot of the Fernet Mint, 
shaken, you know, vigorously shaken over ice and then poured into a glass. So it has that frothy bit. He said the shaking of it bruises and relaxes and softens the sugars. So it's not because like the problem with Fernet is like it's such a bitter, yeah, crazy, gnarly flavor. They have to have so much sugar in it to balance that out. Mm. And that's kind of what gives you the hangover and that's oh, what fucks you oh, up. Okay, okay, okay. So it it kind of like smooths it all out and it just tastes like you're having a you know the the casa casa azul shot the the reposado the it's, 1942 <laughs> version of uh of mouthwash because when you yeah when you describe anise and mint flavors that sounds like some of my marvis toothpaste yeah and it's, it's taking it's taking the the marvis mouthwash and the other marvis mouthwash putting them together shaking it <laughs> and suddenly it becomes smooth and palatable on the mouthy is it poured is it with ice or is no, no okay it's shaken it's and just shaken and, up okay okay i mean but you could, i mean i guess you could also have it just but is this whatever. something that you might take with you? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the new How Long Gone Challenge. I, so I guess the 11s you just pour it in, together in a glass and drink it, and then our man here took it one step further to give it a shaky, shaky. Oh, he—that was what he added. Is that the was shake. his spin. So maybe what am I going to add to it? To maybe add a little egg white. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little batarga. It actually rounds it. I couldn't sleep very well last night. I was thinking, what could I add? You know, like I just, I want to put my spin on it. I know. Just a little bacon fat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh no, it's weird. That it's funny because so I, yeah, I had, I had 11, 11 Z's last night. I saw those coming out though. And I was like, what is that? Because it's also like an interesting color. Yeah. 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 It's like a red dish. It's, it, it's very Christmassy. Ah, uh, okay. I guess. Okay. I mean, it was dark. I don't know. Um, but now, you know, I, I, I did a lot of, I just walked around all day and that kind of helped me shake it all out. I ate some spicy Thai food with my friend Levens and had a, had a couple Thai beers served in a, in a frosted mug with ice and a straw. I love when you go, I love when you go Bourdain mode. <laughs> I just want some spicy Thai for lunch and a couple beers. Do you guys sit on plastic stools? I sat Indian style in a gutter. <laughs> And then I had a uh, I had a bowl of boat noodles with former President <laughs> Barack Obama. I was wearing one of my signature Henleys. Uh, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was bomb. It was bomb. I had some I had some really good mochi ice cream. Oh, that's nice. It was a it was a peach oolong ice cream. Oh, that's very. And nice. then they scoop it, and then a thin sheet of mochi is wrapped around it, and then you and you eat it all together like a like a frozen soup dumpling kind of chewy thing damn that sounds good went down a fucking treat lad. that sounds good it was I, nice uh i didn't do any of that um i went to tony and i went to check out a um a new uh, another clothing store <laughs> called incu i guess incu and i gotta say it was f impressive Inku. it had every, it was it had everything everything no it really it was it was streetwear no, it was like menswear, Ora Lee and Bodhi and Our Legacy, but also like APC and Carhartt and Nike and all mm. the shoes. It was really, it was impressive. It was really impressive. Okay, it was in this weird kind of mall. There's multiple, like there's different ones. There's like women's. There's bags. There's men's. Yeah, you know? it was very impressive. Keith had a couple pairs of pants. Really? Yeah. Trousers. A couple pairs of trousers. Are you gonna? You don't? Are you gonna put anything in my suitcase? I'm gonna have to put a few things in your suitcase. I have the room. Um, Let's talk about your little shorty shorts. Oh yeah, I ordered uh, for fun. I ordered a <laughs> pair of Sydney Swans 
shorts. Sydney Swans would be the uh, AFL team. AFL, which is Aussie rules football. It's like a combination of football and rugby. Unfortunately, I don't like these shorts at all, and I knew that when I was ordering them, (laughs) but the other teams just didn't seem cool. I just really like the swan. Yeah, the logo is, is an angry... The, the head of an angry swan. It could be interchanged with a duck, yeah. I suppose. But it is cool to just see. And there's also, I think, the North Melbourne team yeah. is a very similar logo, but with the kangaroo instead, yeah. just like a pissed-ass kangi. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly But I. But these are thought shorts. That's the thing. Is that thought they they look thoughty on TV. Like They look like that when I'm watching AFL on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. But... It's honestly, I'm you know, I'm a I'm a guy who likes a regular pair of you know whatever a five or six inch pair of shorts, mm-hmm. but I I don't think these look they don't look um kind of fun to sport in. They look uncomfortable when I see the guys playing playing. I yeah. mean, well, we're not like whenever we have exercise shorts, they always have the built in panty liner. I mean, not always, but but I think these guys, I think the I think the football players have to wear like they yeah, wear they, they wear under, compression yeah, shorties yeah. under here. These are these they have the they have like a, a shine manufactory mm. quality to them. I'm sure these are officially licensed AFL shorts made in China, but they just they feel like something that you get at like a party supply store. Mm-hmm. The quality does feel quite low. Well, they were only thirty four dollars Australian, so I mean But they're officially licensed and I don't know if it's on field, you know. These not. are these are shorts that you're gonna give to your chick. I'm gonna give them to probably a goodwill. Come on. I don't... I mean... I'll give them to Carolyn. I li- Okay. She wore these thought-ass shorts around. I wouldn't even wear those in the house. <laughs> Say no way. You don't, you're the one who bought them. Don't act like somebody gave them to you on accident or something. No, no. I bought them because I thought it was funny, and I wanted them to get here before I left because I didn't... The shipping is obviously like $50 to America, so I thought it would be funny to have them before I go, yeah, and yeah. it is funny, and now that's it. We're done. How much to wear them on the airplane tomorrow? It's just going to be too cold. Oh yeah, it does get chilly. Um, yeah. Speaking of the airport, we um, oh, you know, we we can't help but compare L.A. or America and Australia, of course. Not a single dog in the airport in in any airport that we've been to I in mean, Australia. I've even seen a dog on the street. Really, I've I've seen five dogs out on the street total, mm. and. Uh, Sydney, I'll raise a glass to that. I'll raise a glass to that. I'll raise a glass to that. Not seeing dogs in the airport is something that I think we take like that. That's so foreign. The idea. Yeah, of it. and I was telling an Australian person that today, and they're like, "People bring dogs in the airport," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, right. Yeah, it's can't too- you just leave them at home and it, go enjoy your trip? It's too crazy. It's too crazy. But um, but also the hotel here. There's a there's a doggy water bowl on the front at the front door entrance, and it has like a sign. Which I got, you know, appe- appeasing to people who travel with their with their poochie. You have to if you're a hotel. Oh, man, I'm 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 so ready. I mean, as much as I love Australia and everything about it, I'm so ready to not have the question like when you meet a person. How long are you here for? <laughs> when did you get in? When you getting out? Where you been? What's the difference between this and that? What do you like more, that and this? Yeah. Just. I, I think that that's, well, it's just too similar. There's nothing like. There's when no, you leave and can't. There's nothing to really op- matter. opine on because it's just kind of like, yeah, it's really nice here. 
and everybody's nice and the food is good and like mm-hmm. I, I i can't find the downside yeah but uh, it's, but there's not much to talk about i beat myself up about it too because whenever someone's in town like if two people can hang out together and one person came in from out of town like like when i hung out with my friend levin's today nobody asked each other when you got in and when you're leaving and i was like this was a this was such a rare and cool interaction and we need to celebrate that when it happens and we need to catch ourselves when you're hanging out with somebody and you don't know what to say you have to just work a little bit harder and come up with a thing to say that's not what day does your plane leave yeah of course you can always yeah you can bring up season three episode eight of any of the your favorite programs didn't did you see that the guy from succession crashed his rivian into a pizza place which guy is that from succession he plays the the one kind of odd man out brother that no one ever thought was going to succeed the yeah, fortune. Okay. But he's like a pretty famous character actor. Like, he's Very, a, yeah, yeah. He was famously in Ferris Bueller's oh, Day Off. Oh, that's right. He's, yes, yes. But yes. he's the guy who decides to live in Santa Fe and has uh, the playwright blonde wife who oh, like yes. doesn't take him seriously and is just kind of with him for the money. And he's kind of the goofy guy. And he starts, he, he runs for president and everyone's like, get out of here. <laughs> and like when they have family meetings, they're like all the brothers get in the room. And then with him, they're like, mm, you, gotta, mm. <laughs> you don't have to come if you don't want to. <laughs> so he Poor crashed guy. his Rivian, yeah. which is the Patagonia mesh hat flat brim mm-hmm. car of cars. It's, Electric truck that cost 100 bands. It's the it's the cuck chair cyber truck. Does it cost more than 100? I bet it does. It, I think it's right around there. I mean, I'm sure it's a nice, well-made nice. car and fun to drive and all that. Shout out to our Rivian family. But So he crashed it into a pizza place. <laughs> He crashed it into a, a pizza place that I have driven past, and you oh. have driven past. It's it's Rafalo's Pizzeria on Hollywood and La Brea, right across the street from the, um, what's the church? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. Hillsong, Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly called? what you're talking about. Why can't I think of it? Mosaic. Uh, Mosaic. I always think Masonic. Well, there's some similarities. True. He, do you think he was, was it in auto? Was it like self-driving mode, or was it, I hit the wrong pedal? I think this could be some some anti-Rivian propaganda spun out on Elon Musk's X platform because he was not drunk and it looked like uh, like a really gnarly... I mean, he was just like... The car just went like straight into a building. Weird. Like not really... I mean, it like smashed into so a building. So you're saying Elon Musk went into the kind of electronic motherboard of this man's Rivian and kind of rewired it? Not, not Elon himself. But, but he sent one of his goons. I know. I'm just speculating, but it, it, does it is seem, fishy. It does seem interesting because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's he's like a normal person. He's not going to drive drunk. He's not going to do anything crazy. Sometimes people hit the wrong um, pedal. <laughs> you know that happens. Like if you're wearing weird Birkenstocks the first time and they kind of slip funny. But also, like every nice car in the last five years, like it hits the brakes for you if you're about to crash. Like it has so many yeah, safety true. protocols and beeps and auto locking and brakes. Not these, not these electric cars. They got their own brains. You know, they these <laughs> things can short circuit when it's when it it really does. This is big petrol propaganda. It feels different though. It really does. Like I feel like those cars when you like I've only driven a Tesla a few times. But when so I sick. when I touch that, I'm like, this doesn't feel. I don't feel like I have control. I feel like the the car uh-huh. is doing its own thing. Yeah. Whereas with like a car with gas, you feel a little more. 
it's it's the you know difference I mean? it's the difference between an analog machine and a digital yeah. machine yeah you, if, you it feels you, like you're driving a computer you, i mean you are you are you are but i was telling it's like this, when you play a piano versus a synthesizer i was telling this to david cho because i remember this somewhere in high school something similar happened in high school mm. and she claimed it was because she sneezed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. closed her like her eyes were closed and she made some errors which is a sensation that i actually know well and i it, Wait, are you telling me you sneeze it's kind of a <laughs> i hope you're sitting down how much time do we have it's kind of a kink of mine or like it's a cheap thrill i should say see a voice to if i'm driving on the freeway doing like a buck doing a buck on the uh jason honestly on guys the jason my mom would call him Leadfoot. He he do be driving fast. I've experienced <laughs> oh, this several lead. times. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're in control. I feel safe, but you, I drive fast too, but nothing like Let's you. Let's say I'm doing 90 on the 405 South, and I feel a sneeze coming. <laughs> I will. It's it's like a to me. It's like a roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. and you and you take your arms up and you yeah. you put them in the air. Yeah. Instead of gripping the, the so wheel. You can, I mean, as a coaster enthusiast, you want to float a little. Yeah. Oh. So that's yeah. the idea. You sit on the if you sit on the back car and you don't lower the bar super tight, you can catch a little air. And still but you, you got a seatbelt on, but you're still you're levitating a little bit. <sighs> I mean, that is insane to me. What? That's play it's playing with your life, mate. I mean, I trust, but for some, but I mean, I guess it's interchangeable with what I'm doing, which is I would say I would say the Great American Scream Machine at Beautiful Six Flags over Georgia, safer than you driving 90 on the 405 Great with your American eyes closed. Scream Machine sounds like a fucking <laughs> David Lee Roth album. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it feels really good because when you when you sneeze, like you physically have to close your eyes so they don't the the balls don't pop out of your skull and you go blind. So you know, what's let me stop coming. you right there. Yeah. I want to say, like on record, I love sneezing. Oh no! I love the way it makes me feel. Damn, I I, I thought I was going kink mode. But I you love are. the way it makes you feel, and when I go outside in the sun, since I was a child, often I'll sneeze three times. Yeah, I used to say I'm allergic to the sun. Yeah, yeah, and I I love the way sneezing feels. We got we got three, baby. Every once, it's like when you get a turkey at the bowling alley. When I was younger, I would like look at the light and like touch my nose in a certain That's way good right on that mic i would touch my nose there in a certain go. way so it would so it would trigger a sneeze really because there's nothing worse than so that's a, a like bo- you're like rubbing the clit of your nose yeah. hoping to get a third o. i can't find it <laughs> come on now no but the 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 worst one of the worst things for mm-hmm. the human body is when the sneeze is you feel it it's there your eyes are watering you're staring at the sun the nose is tickling and the sneeze never comes there's never nothing hit. it never hits I, it makes me insane have you ever faked a sneeze yes <laughs> yes because i because i thought it might trigger, ladies <laughs> i thought it might trigger a real one <laughs> you know what i mean i thought once maybe i got that flowing in my my nasal system was kind yeah. of operating in that mindset that if i glanced at the sun it would take me into a real sneeze and i want like a sometimes i sneeze so hard my back hurts you know what i mean like i'm i'm blowing my own back out with the sneeze i sneeze so hard 
my my C four and my C five <laughs> yeah. popped out. No, when I sneeze, I'm I not, herniated a disc. When I when I sneeze, I have to. Ladies kind of, and gentlemen, he's standing. When now. I sneeze, I have to kind of brace myself and engage my quads because oh if I my God. I'll oscillate wildly if I don't. You have to. He just got into like a deadlift position, kind of. Not that low. Not. That low. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the beginnings of one. Beginnings of. He's it's getting more, the right form. He's yeah. getting it lined up. But that that is. I, I love. I love sneezing, and it's uh, it's top of mind. Because well, you brought it up, but all, but also uh, when we were coming here, something was going on with me, and I felt really sneezy. Yeah, and they just weren't coming because the planes blacked out. There's no light anywhere. <laughs> you know, my computer's dim. There's no. There's nowhere to look. There's nowhere to help. Okay, so that's like when you're on coke and you can't go to sleep and you're trying to jack off so you could pass out, but it just won't come. Very similar. I, I would just, I was, I mean, for hours, hours, Real I, was, goon I was close to sneezing <laughs> and was never able to sneeze. <laughs> that's it. That's interesting. That reminds me of one thing that Carolyn probably won't want. I don't know if she wanted me to bring it up, but when, when now that I've been out of town, usually I do a lot of the cooking and I sort of am in charge of, of orchestrating our meal mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. And when I go out of town, she sort of, it's it's like I've been I've been guiding her around town. I'm gone, and now she has to figure it out. And she, you know, some of those feeding yourself muscles have atrophied a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just haven't been hungry in the last few days. And it's kind of like it wasn't scaring her, but it was just like upsetting her. Where it's just like I'm just eating like for sustenance. I need energy through the day, and I'm just gonna you know have a few hard, if you, you know girl dinner hard boiled eggs with mm -hmm. some salt and pepper and you know a, a bit of kimchi or something like that just to get you through so i i talked to her a couple of days ago and she's like i'm going to in and out in hopes that the smell will trigger <laughs> my body into remembering how yes, to be hungry again it's very similar and it's you have to have a, a moment where you sit down and like what smell is going to get this clit purring wow and it was you know that un in and out smell is undeniable yeah I, I wouldn't choose fast food first and foremost but i get that that it's a comforting smell as well maybe it's like a like a nice go by quota sheets for a little detroit style za i ain't going to that place maybe the, the smell of a lovely pile of crudite now we're talking <laughs> can you bring those carrots over here i just want to smell them do you guys have like a lemon dill yogurt <laughs> <laughs> um, but that also reminds something I saw on Twitter where I, th I thought was kind of interesting. I don't remember what it was. I think it may have been a little bronze AG or whatever, but they were talking about how the last human bodily function where you are truly connected with your body only and, and present with your body is vomiting. Yeah. So like before cell phones... Uh, other bodily you know whatever it is eating shitting pissing whatever all these things that you do we have our phones now and we're not present we're somewhere else oh. and when if you are vomiting you know you're you're hunched over a toilet trying to get this out of your system you don't have you know you're not scrolling x <laughs> well speak <laughs> for then, yourself but then it said I mean... at the end if you are if you do have one phone in the hand, one one hand hugging the Kohler, then you are then you are not right with God. Like that that means like that's true, you have gone down such yeah, a yeah, straight that's really, path. That's really in life. crazy to do. Like that seems physically difficult. Oh. Like 
And it is true. Like the last, I don't vomit that often. Unfortunately, I actually like to do it. Um, but, but it just feels so good when it's done. Um, God, I hate it. I know you do. I know you do. I'm, I'm still traumatized from when I almost died in London. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm, that's honestly, that's maybe the worst I've ever felt. And like in my entire life. And it was so tied to vomiting that it mm-hmm. like it triggers. Anytime I see a saucy Dover soul, <laughs> I start looking for the door. You start feeling like Amy Schumer's mentions every time you see a saucy Dover soul. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit-chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash HowLong. Nice. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. The dinner last night I had a, it's one of those interesting situations where it's us and basically like 20 people we don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, I, we knew some of them. I know Jeremy from Hollier. I know like Patrick Johnson because he made me a jacket earlier in the day, but like I don't, mm-hmm. I, I know them, you know, a little bit. It's media folks. But I got to say, man, it, we were in another one of those situations where everybody was great. Everybody's cool. Like everybody's friendly. Everybody's interesting. Like no one's, no one's like a foul ball. No one's on their phone. No one's yeah. disassociating. Everyone is making an effort to have a convo. And, uh, you know, and if, if it's not going well with the people around you, you don't give up. You keep trying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe a little help with a couple of glasses of 11 Z's. Mm-hmm. But you get there. And then yeah. by the end of the night, 
we're all mates it just makes me feel these kind of situations make me feel grown up kind of in this way where like there's no one here who is not participating in this and i feel like if that would have been us at 25 with a table full of 25 year olds oh yeah it's it, it's i can't even imagine you'd be a bad dog at the dog park yeah it would be it would be i'm gonna have to rub your nose in it you know mm -hmm. what i mean but i can somebody do something about this schnauzer is like yeah we're all we're all well i, I guess it, i we should be proud of ourselves but you know what i mean it's it, it feels very it feels nice nobody that, got too drunk nobody yeah that's broke what I something mean. yeah it's all like but, I, but we it, all got fucked up except it just you. feels like a very nice byproduct of doing this mm. show is that I think we are able to attract like-minded, you know what I mean? Like, like peers. It's, it's an advanced, it's like a masterclass in dinner party guesting or yeah. something like people know they have to bring something to the table. Well, yeah, I, sing for your ragu. Yeah. I just think it's like, I just think people were like excited to be there and like, you know, they, some of them knew each other, obviously. So yeah, it's yeah. like a little more friendly, but yeah, it was just a great, I had a great time. Yeah, I feel now that I mean, there's so many invites to so many things, and and uh, I was talking about this with with my friend Levin today about how the world of events and experiential marketing and all these things, the world of food is sort of the one sure thing. Much when we were talking about like booking Diplo to a party mm -hmm. is like it's a sure thing. You know, something's gonna work out. Having a food festival or like a food dinner mm -hmm. party or a food thing, the chances of that working out and attracting people and hitting your KPIs and ROIs and blah, blah, blahs is so much better than any other art form. You know, like we're having a gallery show, a band is playing, a movie screening, a poetry oh, yeah. reading. Yeah, people have to eat. A party, like if it's food, people will come. But I've noticed that depending on you know if you're moving up in the echelons of invites on pr lists and things like that they will they're, they're starting to say that you have to sort of specify what kind of food event it is and it like is this is like because you see the invite and you're like oh this looks cute it's for this thingy and these this chef is going to be there and it's going to and then you're, you're you're like is this i mean this is this is definitely like people complaining about shit that is bad i'm sorry about this i sound stupid <laughs> but it's like i look i look at a, an invite and i'm like is this going to be like a chef is at a table and you go and get a bite oh like how it's going to actually is this buffet style is this past hors d'oeuvres am i going to be fighting over a yeah. smash burger with 45 other influencer yeah. chicks is it a so like now i'm getting invites where it says a dinner an intimate dinner a seated dinner and I, people are specifying it because nobody wants to. The problem is, like, I'm not going to be that guy who replies to a PR company email and be like, vibe? "What? Yeah, like, vibe check. What's <laughs> what? How's this going to go? Like, how mm, many courses? What's your service style? What are we thinking? What's your game plan? Like, how many waiters per guest are you kind of imagining? Yeah, and and instead of you know, is it shared plates? Is it family style? How much? Is it four guests per dish? Yeah. Am I going to be fighting? So instead of asking or inquiring, you just don't go. You're like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. So I think people know that now, and I'm sure people are listening and maybe hopefully taking a note. You have to start specifying exactly, laying all of this information out. Because back in the day, it's like, here's a dinner party. It's at Mr. Chow. And you're like, cool, I'll be there. It's going to be dope food, cool people. 
I eat it. I do coke in the bathroom. I smoke some cigs. I go to a party after. And now there's there's so much unknown that we have to clarify. That's true. I mean, that, that doesn't even get into the seating, you know? Like, <sighs> who am I going to sit next chat. to? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, I, I mean, I usually. Am I going to have to sit next to somebody from the ringer verse? <laughs> I was, I heard there's a friend of the show, Sean Fennessy. Yeah. He does that podcast on the ringer. The rewatchables? Yeah, the movie pod. Yeah, it's huge. And he, somebody said on a recent episode, he was talking about how people will do like a podcast for the girls and or like a podcast for the dudes. Mm-hmm. And it might be sort of like embarrassing to do like a dude's podcast. And mm-hmm. he mentioned that he, he was like, oh, I, I did How Long Gone. I did a podcast for the dudes. And his co-host, I don't know what her name is, but she maybe made fun of him for doing how long gone somebody hold on somebody works that works at the ringer made fun of how long gone. nah bro you got a podcast about movies i'm all set this stinky (laughs) is about to be enemy number one i'm coming for you whatever your movie wants i think that's i think that's interesting but i'm also not surprised by that because i guarantee you she has probably never listened to this podcast and just doesn't like it and that's how I feel about everything on the Ringer. I've never listened to anything on the Ringer. Yeah, I guess Bands Plans on the Ringer now, but it wasn't originally. She probably buys hipster vinegars at Whole Foods <laughs> and has a three-year-old. It ain't for us. Yeah, the, I'm all I'm all set on that. But that's pretty funny. She probably pays for her vinegar. But I like that he was. I like that he was like trying to relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sean. Very bright guy. Remember that one time I saw him vaping? Yeah, <laughs> vaping at Nine Orchard. I was like, of all the people to to bust out of clouds with a Z <laughs> at Nine Orch. I like that. I like that. That's a very cool juxtaposition for so him. So sick. I, I really like that's that. How, that's how you know he's a real dude. No, he's a real one. Um, we were talking about dudes with leg sleeves, tattoos. Oh, someone's at the door. Sorry, we're busy. Uh-oh. Thank you. <laughs> Also, the doorbell, not a knock. I kind of like that. Uh, Four Seasons Touch. Mm. You don't like it? You like a knock? Yeah. Knock feels trad. What could it be at six o'clock? Housekeeping? Turn down, maybe. Um. So we were talking about guys with leg tattoos mm. and like tidy leg sleeves that cost a few thousand dollars mm. and and tradies. And I was walking around today and I saw a tradie, a guy like working, like loading shit into a truck and he had... A very sick, very well done leg sleeve, and it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. What, what was what? <laughs> okay, so the whole the, this is crazier than the Star Wars. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Make the Star Wars look like a burnt crack back piece. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so it's all it's all black and black and gray. So that means just black ink only, no color. And the theme for it is is Viva Las Vegas. So it's all kind of Vegas iconography, Vegas theme things, you know, dice and, and but you know the famous Las Vegas yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. neon sign logo. Yeah. I listen to the killers, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> Any anytime the word Las Vegas would appear, it has been replaced with the word Sydney. Whoa. So it's like a Viva Las Vegas, but it's all Australia. So it's like it's like playing cards and rolling the dice and all you know, all those things, but it's also juxtaposed with Australian iconography in a Vegas kind of vibe. But then 
There's a dash of a third. <laughs> There's a third? There's a third element that you did not see coming. Chucky the doll. What? Chucky the doll is in the mix, and he's going aggro. <laughs> <laughs> now, is Chucky, in this situation, is Chucky interplaying with Sydney iconography? Like, he's is just, Chucky he's, trying to cut the bridge or anything? Or is it just... He's not... He's not uh, he's broken the fourth wall of the, of this man's shin, and he's just sort of it. It kind of looks like a movie poster. Yeah, he's like jumping at you, like he's kind of being like ah. <laughs> this he's is, like doing a jump scare out did of. Did you his have shin. to stop to look at this, or was I it- couldn't? Like I, I just I saw it and it was all a blur, and I was like, oh, sick leg thing. Wait a minute. It says Sydney instead of Las Vegas, but on like the classic Vegas look. And Chucky's jumping. And <laughs> Chucky's ah! here. <laughs> and I just and started Chucky's running. Here? I just got a nosebleed and started running. No, the tattoos here are. It's it's <laughs> it is it, it the sleeve culture. I feel like that was popular in America, but it, it's passed us by. You know, it feels like something that's like twenty years ago. That was like what you did, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think. And but. they've they've made the bed and they're laying in it. I mean, I guess if you can wear shorts year round and you want to show it off, it's like when the guy, it's like when you're a hardcore homie, you would get like the script right here and all of a sudden start wearing like scoop neck t shirts <laughs> to show off his like American Nightmare ch- upper chest tattoo. The definitely maybe neck piece. Yeah, exactly. Neck tattoo. Um, Halloween was yesterday and it doesn't really happen in Australia that much. It's, I think it's like a yeah. newfound thing. Yeah. And we've been watching american halloween from afar through instagram for a week and i for a week and i'm i want to there's like I'm, I'm seeing a correlation or a through line between everyone or b- between 6 p.m being the prime dinner reservation time mm-hmm. and trick-or-treating happening at three o'clock in the afternoon in the in the 90 yeah. degree sunlight instead of when the sun has gone down at nighttime it's because it's not safe I mean, that's... But Halloween, the whole the point actual of answer. Halloween is that it's supposed to not be that safe. <laughs> like, I don't want to get... I don't want to have a knife in my candied apple or a, a, a razor blade in my candy apple or anything. You don't want the fent in the, in the Kit Kat? No, but I, I do think, like, trick-or-treating with the lights on is crazy. I agree. I mean, I guess it is... That is the just unfortunate answer. Like, I can complain about, like, what happened to trick-or-treating and having, you know, throwing an egg and, like, Part of the tr- of the trick or treating was you what would- happened to beating up cab drivers and kind of stealing candy. You know what I mean? But you would you would wait for the sun. I mean, it doesn't have to be midnight, obviously. But no, just you sundown. Just, you want to look at that sun, and as soon as it's gone down past your neighbor's rooftop or the building, and it's getting dark, then go out and have at it. It can be dusk, but you see people having like parade Halloween parades at like noon, and. I guess it is sad that we are living in a time that is just so dangerous that you you simply have to do that because I also it think, is dangerous but I also everywhere. Think parents who are the ones leading the charge uh, often are like, well, I want to be home. I don't want to be out here. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. take this little badass kid in his fucking cowboy costume. Uh-huh. I don't want to get home at 10 o'clock. He's going to be an ornery little bitch. I'm going to have to let him eat candies and stay up all night. Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of many factors, mm-hmm. you know? It is, I mean, I guess I'm not, it's, we're never going to return to anything, but have us as humans, or I guess maybe Americans, I mean, it's happening here, have, has us, have we all just shifted our entire to circadian early? clock into an earlier, in, an earlier situation? I think that 
it just overall i think it might feel like that and i think that's partly because of our age and like that feels really pertinent to us and it is happening on a bigger scale yeah but i, I do I, I feel like it's just like oh no you're just older now and you wake up earlier and you go to bed earlier <sighs> i don't know but like you would i guess back in the day you would hear about somebody doing something like yeah i wake up at five and i work out and i'm i'm showered and i'm i'm at the office at seven you know you would hear that and you would be like whoa yeah you that's are true. that you are an outlier it's you are a one in a million person like that's crazy i hate to come for my people it's grustler culture <laughs> that's <laughs> but what, it, but now if somebody tells you like yeah i wake up at five i'm at f45 by six i'm showered i'm i'm on the machine at seven you're like yeah that's normal i know 10 other people like yeah that. like five what, what about 4 30 next time yeah why don't you, yeah, yeah. you nut up yeah I, I think it's. I mean, I don't know if that means anything. If it's no, good no, or I think it, no, I, I think that is. I think it's truly hustler culture. I think it's like Mark Wahlberg disease, where it's like people have. There's enough people glorifying, <laughs> like getting more hours in your day to accomplish more stuff, so you make more money. That I think it's it's trickled. I'm kicking your butt, dude. Yeah, it's trickled down very far. You know, so it's it's noon. That's when my fasting starts. I'm on. I'm already on my second day. Exactly. But That's the idea. So your so your I think we are. It's a combination of the two of the Grussler, Wahlberg syndrome, but I think that there's an overarching subtext here that humans overall are becoming afraid of the dark a little bit. Oh, is that what? You <laughs> well, or I or. Or the, the 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 morning dark is less scary than the nighttime dark. Well, I agree with that first and foremost. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. If I was going to be scared, it would be at night, not not in the morning. Not yeah. At, the beautiful. Oh, nothing's better than catching a sunrise. Like that's nice. Being the first one out on the lake. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on <laughs> that. When the lake's quiet. Oh. <laughs> Getting. I mean. We we all have to get the first seat at the hotel pool, and we have to be there at four forty-five. You know, I don't know. We we're just we're feeling it out, but this <laughs> we can't circle the square just yet. Um, this is the last day of 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 our Australia trip. The last day of having hotel room key cards that are <laughs> ecological, sustainable, okay. recyclable wooden keys. They're balsa wood. If you guys are familiar, I'm sure you've seen this if you stayed in a hotel. It's like a bonito flake. A couple of years. It's basically a certain kind of hotel. I'm, su I'm actually surprised it's happening here. Mm -hmm. Gives you a kind of thin wood key card instead of the planet harming plastic. Mm -hmm. And this happened to us in Toronto and Jason was, how the fuck does this work? Why, how does it work? I'm like, well, let's play something inside of it. <laughs> and he just used his muscles, which I was impressed by this, broke the card. Mm -hmm. And inside the card was a piece of plastic. Was a plastic core. Was, a, you know? was a plastic piece that opened the door because there has to be electronics to, to unlock a door. Yeah, there's, there's a mag magnetically charged system. And that just seems like performative environmentalism. If you're, if, if, if it I, doesn't seem like it. It is by definition precisely that i mean which the, i guess is not a bad thing because until they invent a way to no the the real sustainable way is give you a key 
Chateau Marmont. Yeah, like Bowery. Like you get a key, you leave it at the front desk when you leave because mm-hmm. it's on a big keychain. A poof you got. That's the. I mean, obviously at a hotel of this size, they can't do that. There's way too many fucking rooms. Mm-hmm. But and like, then you have. Yeah. That's the true sustainable way, and also that's a way for hotels to charge upwards of seventy five dollars for a keychain because mm-hmm. um, you like it and you buy it in the gift shop, or you try to steal it and they charge your room later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it, but it is the the balsa wood key card is cursed, and I can't believe I thought it was like a weird because the the hotel in Toronto is the one, and it's like that's the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. This is not the vibe here, right? You know, it's the vibe isn't balsa wood key. No, no, no. The vibe is. We got all the water pressure. We got fourteen towels. Yeah. There's there's no we're not we're we're not sustaining anything here but money. This is not a a, a bio a biological no. resort in Bali no. with recycled elephant piss. No, this in the is a, this is a regular ass hotel for people that are coming to a conference. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Yeah, they had um they made a nice effort in the hotel gym of offering the chilled towels in the mini fridge mm-hmm. like equinox i saw that today they don't have the uh the scent of course honestly the scent grosses me out because it reminds me of a locker room now like the eucalyptus smell mm-hmm. that used to be very pleasing and relaxing now i'm just like it smells like an equinox locker room i guess the equinox locker room to me is kind of relaxing i don't know that's disgusting, but that's, I mean, that's the separate issue. But it, but the, that smell, to me, at least is a clean smell. Yeah. It's a smell designed to mask the smell of feet. Feet on running panty liner shorts and Nike Pro dry fit. Yeah, for sure. Under Armour. It's a lot of fabrics that don't breathe that much, you know? But, but, but we, we discovered, Big Tony discovered today, he saw them making the towels yeah 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 <laughs> not to rat out the four seasons but how'd they do it what was their methodology so the the bathroom sink in the locker room yeah just like the bathroom sink that people you know you see pubes in and shaving hair and blood okay. and every every bodily fluid they they plug the drain fill it up with water and then they just put the towels in there and then roll them up like little enchiladas and then put them in the fridge you got to do that you got to do that back of house back of house you gotta do gotta that back do of that. house yeah that's At the four seasons you gotta I do that back of house. well the guy actually the guy from the spa came in today while i was um lifting weights and was like hit a headset on and he's mm-hmm. like, excuse me and i was like yeah what's up he's like could you be a little more careful i can like hear the way i'm like yeah dude you're you're connected to a gym. Like I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not like <laughs> dropping weights. I'm just like we're exercising. You know what I mean? He's like, could you? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's just a little loud. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Like, I got. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't think I'm being loud. You should move the spa to yeah, a different place. Yeah, exactly. Move the spa away from the free weights. There's a maybe, half an inch of drywall yeah, between that, you and a squat yeah. rack. What do you want? This G? is not my problem. This is and a you're not a problem. loud person at the gym. No, not at all. I, I like am Do you remember what, what exercise you were doing at the time? I think I was doing a lat pull down and he didn't like when the, oh. you know, and I'm like, were you clanking? Huh? Were you doing a little clank? It was clanking a little bit, but it wasn't. A it wasn't a aggressive slam. clank. It wasn't a Tim Tam slam. No, it wasn't a Tim Tam slam. It okay. definitely wasn't. Yeah. Okay. I also today earlier I got to I tapped in with an OG, which is mm-hmm. something that I 
pride myself on when I go to new markets. The old dick. <laughs> I went to see Sean. Maddie Matheson actually was like, hey, I want to stay with my friend Sean. He started Supply. And I just had the best convo about like the early days of like bringing things to Australia and distribution, how, how crazy it was. Like, well, he told me that it started with Carhartt and they, before it was WIP, it was called Carhartt Europe. Hmm. And he's like, I think this would work. And they're like, yeah, we'll sell it to you. And then like after the first season, they were like, you're selling a lot of this. Like, do you want to <laughs> distribute it? Like, do you want to do more mm -hmm. basically? Um, but his office. Do you want to be assistant manager? Of yeah, exactly. Whatever we're going to upgrade you. But his mm -hmm. office, um, really nice office. But it had like, um, he's like a very serious metal hardcore OG, mm -hmm. and he just had this insane patch collection on a on like a cork board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really something else. Dude, like, what were, what were some of your breathtaking. favorites? Taking. Oh, I can't read any of them, but they look cool. Bolt thrower. Oh no, no was, I think it was more obscure than that. Okay, but it was really. It was a really nice looking collection. It was some some very sick, brutal metal yeah. logos. But it's just so nice. I feel like it's so Transylvanian cool, diff metal. Cool to be like in a place like this where everybody kind of comes here at some point. Yeah. And I think that like supply is like the union. Like that's where you have to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they they like collaborate and build with like Drake or whoever. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Because it's just like tap in. We're the guys here. You Nowhere know else I mean? to go. Yeah. You ain't gonna do it in Wollongong, Wollamaloo, no. Wollamaloo. But yeah, it was it was it was <laughs> nice. Well, shout outs to them. It was nice. Did you get a hoodie? He's sending us some stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, he did it. He's like, I have the a guy that a guy hit me up on DM saying, "Yo, I heard you wanted the hoodie in XL, but we didn't have it. I'll send it over from Melbourne." That's nice. It was nice. He did tell me he was like, "Oh, I got something for you." And I was like, "What is it?" He's like, "We did a collaborate. We did a Youth of Today Nike collaboration." Whoa. And I keep. He's like, I keep some it's a couple years old he's like but i keep some for the real heads and i was like wow that is pro move wow pro move he's he's i've got this uh 2017 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh moe chandon on ice for the real heads that's cool it's very cool shout out to that man um all right well now we're gonna go have our last dinner at kiln gonna go see my man mitch and go have some uh Simple the raw bar. Uh, thank you guys for listening. How long gone Australia? Thank you to Kat and Mecca uh, for hosting last night and Tim Williams Street, of course. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, and all the new friends we made. Uh, and um, we'll be back, Australia. We loved it here. Yeah, we'll be back next year. Um, and hopefully we'll be doing a show in Sydney as well. We will. And then year three, Adelaide. <laughs> when will we make it to Perth? Maybe Auckland, actually. Probably more sooner Auckland than Perth. Really? Yeah. So much to unpack. Thank you guys for listening. How long gone? Uh, LA, November 11th at the El Rey with Kate Berlant, Robbie Hoffman. It's coming up soon, man. Coming up very soon. Um, I talked to Kate this morning, actually. And we were both mm. just talking about how cool it was that we were all over the world. <laughs> uh, and um, and uh, New York, uh, December 2nd at Webster Hall. Boston, uh, December 8th at the Wilbur Theater with friend of the show, Kevin Morby. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys there. All right, y'all. Toodaloo. Thank you.